Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. See, I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Who believes in the power of the Holy Spirit here tonight? Who believes in the power of of the working hand of God in our life tonight? Who believes that God's stories and the the testimonies of His faithfulness and His goodness, His mercy and His grace cannot be contained to the Bible? That it's a continuing continuing story of His goodness. It's a continuing story of His greatness. Who believes that Jesus Christ is a hope for humanity? See, we can declare these things tonight. We can hope in these things tonight. We can live from these things tonight. See, I believe that as a church and the church globally, globally, we're in a season where God is about to break things open. Many people you talk to, they're at breaking point themselves, like they're at wit's end. But I believe that when we get to a place where we feel like we're at the end of ourselves, we believe and we, we turn to this, His strength. We turn our weakness and we take His strength on board and we allow it to do what only it can do. See, the passage of what we're about to read from Elijah is there, the prophet Elijah, and there's been a drought for many years. It's famine. Israel is in famine. And Elijah has just had these miracles take place, these grand miracles. And then he turns to somebody and he, and he says, I hear the sound of rain. And we're gonna pick up the story there because I believe the drought is about to end for some of us here tonight. I believe that God is about to unravel a new dimension of His presence in our life. I believe that, yes, we can, we can have walked in with some things. Yes, that's okay. But you're walking out with new perspective and new vision and a new, and a new walk in your step of confidence that your God is working for you and not against you, that He is turning every evil thing that the enemy meant for evil for good. Even the things that you've turned for, for bad, that He's gonna turn those things around for good. 1 Kings 18, 41 to 46. Says, and Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain. Precursor to that sentence, there was no sound of heavy rain. Elijah's just prophesying right now. He's saying, For there is the sound of heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees in the brace position. Go and look towards the sea, he told the servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times, Elijah said, go back. The seventh time, the servant reported a cloud as small as a man's hand rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds, the wind rose, a heavy rain started falling and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came to Elijah. I think this part's just awesome. You know, it's like mic drop moments. The power of the Lord came to Elijah and tucking in his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. He ran ahead of a chariot. It's amazing what the power of God can do. See, when something breaks, when you're at breaking point, when something breaks open in the spirit, you hear it. You can hear it. You can hear it. Elijah said, go and eat, for there is the sound of heavy rain. Who has selective hearing in this place? Wives, you can out your husbands right now if they have selective hearing, because I do too. If you don't believe me, just ask my wife. I have selective hearing. So if I ever walk past you and you're calling my name, 
or you really need to talk to me and I just walk off oblivious. It's okay, it's normal, I'm not offended, I'm not hurt. I'm just, I just can't hear you talking to me in that moment, I don't know what it is. My youth team always say, hey, I was trying to call you in the foyer before, you didn't, you just walked straight past me. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, I was just on mission mode. I can select my hearing and I'm trying to work getting better at hearing my name. I was one time in a doctor's waiting surgery and the doctor called out David. Now I responded as Daniel. Now that's a problem when you go to the doctors because when you go into the wrong doctors, they, they start talking about some things and my, the whole time I'm sitting in there and he's talking about all these things, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm, I'm good. Like I just need my normal medication, like there's, there's no issues. And he's like, are you sure you can talk about this? We got more, and things just weren't add, adding up as he was talking to me. I'm like, yeah, this, this doctor's not very good. I need to get like a consistent doctor next time. I need, I need to get like a family doctor. And so I go to the pharmacy, unknowing that I've just gone into the wrong poor David. He's like waiting in my position. And you know, the funny thing was, is I booked in late. And so like, I was definitely, I was only there for like five minutes. And there was like a big waiting room. <laughs> and I thought, this is the favor of God right now. I get to go straight in. Just jump on the favor. Even if it comes in many forms, just do it. It's good. So I'm like celebrating it. Like I didn't have to wait like an hour in this doctor's surgery. And I get to there and I ha have the wrong script. I got the wrong thing. The prescription that I was given was wrong. And so I go there and they're like, well, there's some things around. And they explained to me that I actually had the, I think it was depression medication or something like that with mental health. No problem with that, but I wasn't there for that. I was there for a completely opposite illness. And so that wouldn't have affected me, that wouldn't have worked for me, that had no, no help of mine that I needed because I responded to the wrong voice. And what happens is, when we respond to the wrong voices in our life, we are given the wrong prescriptions and we have the wrong side effects and we do very, very well to start listening for the voice of God. To surround ourselves with friends, especially young people, that lift you up and don't tear you down. Because if you start listening to the wrong voices, you start hearing the wrong things and you start saying the wrong things. You don't believe me, just ask the parent of any teenager in the room that when their kid goes and hangs out with that kid, their language can get questionable. Why? Because they're hearing it over and over and over. And so like you'll be, you'll be, you'll be here and like, where did that come from? Watch that mouth, watch your language. Why? Because they've heard it. Toddlers, you say something in front of a toddler, they'll come up to you and they'll say it right in front of you. You'll be like, how do you even know that? They're just like little sponges. They just soak it all in. But guess what? We are too. We have to be so, so cautious of what we hear, church, because what we hear affects the way we think. How many, how many, how many people have we heard who, who have got caught down like some YouTube hole of darkness and conspiracy and, and they've been freaking out about all these different things and they start speaking fear. They start speaking not faith, they start speaking in fear and what's gonna happen and how bad the world's gonna be. and what's, it's, not, it's not God. You see, you hear it, but we can be selective in what we hear. Elijah had selective hearing. No, he didn't hear the sound of rain, but he chose to. In God, he picked up on something in the spirit and he declared it. This is important. We have to be able to speak it. That when we hear it, it's important that we declare it as his church. Because what we hear, we speak. What we hear, 
we speak. You hear it, you speak it, you live it every single time. You hear something, you speak it out, and you live through that thing. We need to watch our language. What you listen to, you speak through. What have you been listening to? Whose voices have you been listening to? Maybe it's been so long since you've just said to God, God, what do you think about this? Now, don't get me wrong. You may not hear an audible voice, and that's okay. I've never heard the audible voice of God, but I can feel it when He's speaking. I feel, I get a sense that He is speaking, and I claim that. And we all stand and worship just then. Maybe you got a sense of hope. Maybe you got like a, like a feeling of, of joy sweep over you. Maybe you got a word from God just planted on your heart. Then claim that tonight and start to speak it into being. Hear it in faith. Point number two, when something breaks, you see it. Go and look towards the sea, he told his servant, and he went up and looked. The servant said, there is nothing. Seven times, Elijah said, go back. Can I just encourage you, church, that there are many times in life when we should go back and take another look. When we should go back, after we've got that word from God, after we feel like He he has given us something, then we can stand on that something for His word never, ever, ever, ever returns void. Ever. Did I say ever? His word never returns void. Seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. See, the thing is, the power of this story was, I think it's, I think it's in the fact that Elijah trusted a cloud the size of a man's hand. Like, have you looked at your hand? It's a pretty small cloud. That's a tiny cloud. How do you even see a cloud the size of a man's hand? That's my question. But how do you see it and have faith to go and prepare for the thing? How do you see it and let faith rise in your heart and allow God's Spirit to do something within you that allows you to go out and prepare for what God has promised. I was talking to a kid at Livingston a few weeks ago, and he was trying to sign me up to his cryptocurrency that he's a part of because he would get $10 free or something like that. So it was like this whole pyramid scheme on cryptocurrency. And I was talking to him and his mates were paying him out because he only had $10. He had only invested $10 into his cryptocurrency. And he turned around and he said, well, I've got to start somewhere. And I thought, yeah, you do. It's exactly right. You've got to start somewhere. That's what we call mustard seed faith, people, where you've got to start somewhere. You may only feel like you have $10 in the bank right now, but guess what? You've got to start somewhere and you can sow it into God and you can sow it into His principles and you can sow it into into belief and have faith for that. That's called mustard seed faith. But the kid was telling me, you know what, it's high risk, Dan, but it's high reward. And I'm like, it's good. And he's like trying to fully sell me. He's like, yeah, but even if it dives, even if the crypto dives, and it has dove recently, just for a quick check, um, last this week, Bitcoin's worth $47,575 for one Bitcoin. 
Um, yet last week it was worth $75,163. So right now, if you've got crypto, it's okay. Don't, don't worry. We'll pray for you after. But he said, Dan, if it dives the cryptocurrency and the market plunges, I'm just going to leave my money in there. I'm like, your whole $10, really? <laughs> that's, that's faith, bro. He's like, yeah, I'm going to leave it all in. He says, because I know what's going to jump back up one day. And when it, jump backs up, when it jumps back up, I'm going to be rich. Man, if we had faith like we do in cryptocurrency, I tell you what, what could happen? That even in the lowest parts of our life, when everything's going wrong, that we would have a faith that goes, I know it may look low right now, it may be on the dive, it may feel like everything's going wrong, but I'm gonna wait on God because it is going to jump back up. And when it does, my faith will be stronger than ever. Consider it pure joys, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, for you know that it develops faith and perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. That was Paul. Paul knew that at times in life when, when his faith dove and situations hit and pain striked, um, that if he held on, that it would eventually jump back up. See, we're quick to invest in crypto but we find it hard to invest in God. We're, as a generation, we're real quick to invest in this and invest in that and invest our time into that and our faith into that. But what would happen if we took that same passion and invested it into everything that God has for us? I don't need explanations. I, don't, I have questions, yes. I can't have security in some things, but I'm, I'm gonna invest it anyway. God's Word never returns void. But the cloud the size of a man's hand, that was enough for Elijah to go prepare for it. That was enough. Seven times? So Elijah's up there and he tells the servant, go back. You know, seven times is a lot. Do me show you? Look, ready? This is number one, by the way. So Elijah's up there and the servant goes down. Nothing. Cool, we're good. That's one. This is gonna get real awkward real soon. There's nothing, bro. Cool, again. You guys are gonna to have to keep count for me. Two, okay. Now this guy's gone crazy. Elijah in his old age, man. It's all good. We'll get there. It's two. That's only two. Come on. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do more. I'll tell you. Three. Man, this is the yeah. This is nothing. Yep, nothing. Good. Now, no. Wait. Anything? No. Good. Okay. He's he's gonna be good now. Elijah, there's still nothing. Third, third time. You know, three times you're out, that sort of thing. Go back. Really? You sure? Cool. Okay. He goes back. Is that four? Yeah, four. I was homeschooled, but I know how to count to four people. Come on. Still nothing. I can joke about that because I was homeschooled. So, fourth. Still nothing. I'll go back again. You guys getting sick of this yet? Five. I keep going back. This guy's gone insane. Five times. No, go back. One more. Six. Six times. Nothing. Okay, this has got to be it. This is like the number of completion. Okay, one more time. Oh, man. He sees a cloud the size of a man's hand. Now I could preach this message like he comes back running, but I think he probably just came back like, dude, there's a size of a cloud the size of a man's hand. 
Like, that's not much to get excited about. If you see a cloud the size of a man's hand and you th- you're preparing for rain, if you're holding an event, you're not running back going, it's gonna rain, do you? No. So that's a pretty lame perspective right there. That's a pretty lame, lame I guess, report to, ca- to come back with. But Elijah says, that's enough. There's clouds here tonight, the size of a man's hand. If you're willing just to push past some things, to, try, to go back to God again, don't go back to things, don't go back to preachers, don't go back to certain messages, but just go back to God and say, God, I believe that you're about to do something new in me. I believe that despite where I am right now, you're about to breathe on my life again. I'm not getting, I'm not getting tired of the repetition. I will go back again and again and again and again and again and again until I see something. And then with that something, I'm gonna take my mustard seed faith with that cloud the size of a man's hand. And I'm gonna apply prayer. I'm gonna apply worship. I'm gonna apply praise. And I'm gonna prepare hardcore because I believe in the Word of God. See, the servant wouldn't have understood why he said, go and get everyone ready. It's about to rain. He's like, dude, it's the size of a man's hand. But God can take small things and turn them to significant things. God can take your small amount of faith right now and He can make it significant faith. God can take your small amount of belief in Him and turn it into belief for Him that is unshakable, unmovable, all-passionate. Point number three, you feel it when something breaks. Says, meanwhile, the sky grew black and cloud with clouds, the wind rose. You see, he's starting, he prepared, and now it's starting to happen before him. A heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. Listen to this. The power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead all the way to Jezreel. By the way, it's about a 50 kilometer run that he took that day. (laughs) He's not exactly a young man in this story, so I'm believing that's the power of God upon Elijah just there. But but the thing about this story that I love is that it points out the fact that he had to tuck his cloak up. That was shameful. That was a shameful thing to do. You didn't do that in ancient, ancient Middle Eastern culture because you would reveal your legs. There was no waxing back then. There was no bodybuilders around. You reveal your legs and he starts to run. See, when the power of God comes, you feel it from within you. And it says the power of God came upon him and he did something unashamed. Oh, church, if we could get that, we can do things unashamed. That you don't have to be ashamed to worship. You don't have to be ashamed to praise. You don't have to be ashamed to respond. You don't have to be ashamed to walk through the doors because when the power of God touches your life and when you've used that little bit of faith to see the the cloud, you can go to God and allow His power to rest on you and you don't have to be ashamed. There are so many people walking around ashamed and contained, but God has released His presence. God has released His power and God has released His grace. When the power of God came on Elijah, He did it unashamed and He ran. Those who trust in the Lord or hope in the Lord shall not grow weary, they shall walk and not faint. They shall run and not grow weary, they shall soar on wings like eagles. 
maybe you're feeling faint, then I kind of just, can I just say, feel it. Hear it. See it. And allow the presence of God to do something in you. Acts 2, 1 to 4. There's a pattern in the breaking of God's anointing. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, sounding, suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came. You can hear it. From heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. You can see it. That separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. You can feel it as the Spirit enabled them. See, when something breaks, God starts to do stuff. When something breaks in our life, if it's either you or, or God's, break, God's presence breaking you open, choose God's presence, not you. Choose His strength, not your strength. If it's either you can go and you can try all in your strength to make sense of everything and to try to lean on your own understanding, if, but if you have a choice tonight and you feel like you can, then choose God. Choose the small faith that you have. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of where you find yourself. We all find ourselves in varieties of different situations, but we all have the same thing in common. We all need Jesus. We all need His presence. Like a blowing of a violent wind, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. In this atmosphere tonight, we can choose to go back to God. We can choose to be filled with His presence. We can choose to rely on His Holy Spirit. We can have what we want. So what do we want? Let me ask you a few questions. What have you been hearing? What voices have you been listening to? Maybe tonight you make some decisions. I'm not gonna listen to that voice anymore. I'm tuning that voice out so I can tune God's voice in. I'm choosing, even if I have to do it by faith, I'll do it by faith. Where have you been investing your faith? Where's your faith invested into? Is it invested into your job? If everything keeps on going well with the job, I'll be fine, God, I'll trust you. Is it invested in health or is it invested in the good reports or is it invested in, or is it just invested in the fact and the peace that God is working for you and not against you? What have you been seeing? Because that day, Elijah could have been like, no, that's only the size of a man's hand. Can't be right. But he said, no, 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 that's, that's it. You see, you, you see what you look for. You've been so close to God, like a great week with God in the presence of God. And suddenly you're just seeing like God's hand move all over your life. And you're like, God was there, God was there, God was there. He's here. What, what have you done? You've just made yourself aware of His presence. And we do very well to make ourselves aware of His presence because His presence is everywhere. He's omnipresent, yes. But being aware of His presence is a whole nother story because I attribute then the glory that is His. And it's good for me to attribute the glory to God. When, I, when, when, some, when I'm blessed and when I see God move, it would be a shame for me to just walk past it and not give Him all the praise, all the honour and all the glory because it does something for my faith when I give Him praise. It does something for my faith when I give Him honour. What have you been seeing? 
If you're not seeing the right things, you may need to listen, take a, like, listen to, take a, what am I trying to say? You may need to um, reacquaint yourself with what you're listening to. And what do you feel? It's okay to feel different emotions. It's okay to, to feel different things, but who are you bringing that to? Bringing that to your friends or are you bringing that to all the wrong people? You're bringing that to God. Saying, God, you can do something in this. God, you can move through this. God, I still believe in you. I still believe you're working. I just wonder if this place, if we could pray. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now in Jesus' name that you would reveal yourself to every person right now who, no matter how much faith they have, that you would do what your Word says, Father God, and you would reveal yourself to those who need you. I thank you, Lord, for your presence. I thank you, Lord, for who you are. I thank you, Lord, that you're a good Father, that you're a a good God, that you're the Saviour, you're the Alpha and the Omega, that you're the beginning, you're the end. And God, for every person who feels like they're at the end, I pray, Lord, that you would start a new beginning right now in Jesus' Name. I pray and prophesy that, Father God, new people would walk out of these doors, that, Lord, we wouldn't recognise ourselves as we walk out these doors. We wouldn't recognise our mindset as we walk out these doors. We wouldn't recognise the visions that we have and the dreams that we have yet again. Father God, that Your presence right now in this moment would speak. Father God, help those who have ears to hear, hear the voice of God, that God, You would speak to us. God, that as we go back to You, I pray that Lord, we would receive something. That Lord, right now You would reveal Yourself, that You would show Yourself, that right now, Father God, we would have those moments, Lord, those clouds in our mind going, God, I believe You're in that. I'm attaching my faith to that moment right now. I'm attaching my faith to that Word right now. And that, Father God, You would receive all the honour, all the praise, all the glory. Holy Spirit, what would it look like tonight for us to lean on You again? God, I thank You for Your presence. I pray that we wouldn't get so used to being at church that we forget to be the church. That, Lord, we get so used to your presence that, Lord, we have contempt towards You. But God, I pray that we would always enter Your presence, Father God, not this building, but Your presence, Father God, with a sense of awe, with a sense of wonder, with a sense of wow. And that, Jesus, that You would just do what only You can do in every circumstance, situation. I pray for breaking open this place. Breaking open in this place, Father God. Reveal Yourself to us afresh in Your holy name. And everyone said, Amen. Hey. Maybe this is your first time in church, then I would love to talk to you after the service if you have any questions about Jesus. He's the best decision you could ever make. 
He is the best decision you could ever make. And so we would love to introduce you to that and give you some resource. If you have questions about this God that I've been talking about, we don't expect you to know it all. We don't expect that everyone walk in Christian, but we want everyone to know that you are more than welcome to ask any questions and that we would love to resource you for the journey ahead. If you wanna say, yeah, I wanna live for God now, then please come and see us after the service. We would love that. But other than that, thanks for having me and we'll talk to Poppy.